Welcome to Visibility by Design podcast with your host, Juliet Stapleton. In this show, I want to help you combine your marketing strategies and your human design potential so you can show up, stand out, and attract your perfect clients with confidence and ease. Are you ready? Enjoy the show. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Visibility by Design. Today, I have an awesome guest for you. Let me introduce you to Amber Leanne Drake, the life and success coach. And also, she's known as Communication Queen. And I want to talk today about the whole thing about communication, human design, speaking powerfully to different energy types, and you know what, we're just going to take it easy and see where that whole conversation comes in. So there could be so many more goodies. But for now, let me start with asking you, how did you come across human design? Why human design for you? Honestly, I stumbled across it years ago and I opened my chart and I went, what, what is this? (laughs) And then I promptly and I was like, this is too much. I don't understand. I don't understand any of this. This is very confusing. I barely understood like horoscopes at that point. I had no idea. Like I was like, I'm a cancer. That's all I know. That's, that's all I've got. But it kept popping up and I kept seeing little bits and pieces. And I was like, oh, I think I was a sacral generator. So I'd, I'd stumble into information about myself and I'd be like, this is so spot on. Like it's so specific to me. And so I began, I opened it up again and I just decided that I was going to master it. I was like, I need to know what's inside of this. Like, I need to know what this means for me because I was really struggling in my life at that time. I was struggling to communicate. I was struggling to be heard. I was struggling in my relationships and interpersonal um, relationships. Communication all came down to energy, how I felt in my body and how I held myself. Um self-worth and how I, how I really energetically felt in my body. And so as I started pulling these things out, I was just shocked by how much information was there for me to be empowered by. It wasn't like, this is how you are. That's a bummer. (laughs) It was like, this is how you are. And this is how you could be. This is how you could show up. And I was like, is that possible for me? And so I started just playing with it and experimenting and it's been kind of a wild ride since then. That's that's amazing. Your profile is 62. Correct me if I'm wrong, but um 62 is the kind of profile where you experience it yourself through yourself and then you can just mm-hmm. you know teach it, you can share it. It's so natural to you. And you just mentioned communication and the issues that you had yourself and now you're known as mm-hmm. communication queen. Right. And they, right. that's another correlation. You were talking yeah. about it and yet your profile kind of, you know, this, this is exactly what happens and, and human design is there. How did it lead you into, you know, using this in your business? Honestly, I was just, I couldn't stop utilizing it for myself. Like I couldn't stop going to it and being like, okay, I'm struggling with this thing. Where would that show up in my profile? And so working with clients in the lifestyle setting, in a life coaching setting, I couldn't help but be curious, okay, we're stumbling into this shadow, into this situation that keeps presenting itself. Where could that be in your profile or in your, in your design? 
And so I'd look and I'd be like, oh, there it is. Here's this thing. And I started in just little bits and pieces. My first readings I ever did were like 15 minutes long. Like they were like super short, not a ton of information. I but I just I had to share it because it was it had been so life-changing for me. And so with my clients, I started sharing it. And I had a few people who were like, your reading just changed things for me, just like that, just overnight shifted my energy and how I felt about myself. You've got to start doing that. And as a generator, I responded to that and started doing, I started doing readings. And uh, honestly, I did readings for just free at first for, for family, for people who referred to me and people loved them. And I just, it's one of my favorite things to do, honestly, is get to share this blueprint of who we are with my clients and with, with the people who, who desire to have that done for them. I can I can resonate so much. I have another question for you, and that just popped up in my mind. How is it to live as a sacral generator? How is it? I know what is, it's so what interesting. Does it feel like because I don't feel anything. I've never felt anything else. Like, but for you, it feels so different to live in your body. I love it. It's so intriguing. Um, when I'm out of alignment, which is how I was when I found Human Design, I am very very burnt out. I am very, um, I can be, especially when I'm looking at my profile, that line six, when, when a line six gets really burnt out they're they're very pessimistic, uh, very low energy, feel incapable. And they don't have that eternal optimism about how life can look and feel. But when I got into alignment, I feel <sighs> energized is such a simple word for it, but it's, it's, I, I kind of equate it to like a solar powered battery. If I set a solar power battery out in the sun, it's going to keep having energy to do what it does. But if I shove it in a sock drawer in my closet, it's going to power down. Right. And so I'm a solar power battery. Like if I'm doing what my sacral wants to respond to, I will continue to have energy just constantly. I can go all day. If I'm constantly doing things out of should, I must, my, oh, I've got to, you know, someone's got to do it. I'm shoving my sacral power battery in a, you know, my solar power battery in a sock drawer and I feel burnt out. And so I feel really great and energized most of the time, but I can really feel that. So it's, it's a pulling. I feel a pull in my body, like a, you know, this, yes, I want to do this or no, mm -mm, I don't want to do that. I feel a constriction. And so I kind of move through life <laughs> like that kind of flow, kind of, but in a flowy way. And that also has to do with uh, my arrows and my profile and, and all of that kind of comes into play with that. Um, Those little things, when you go deeper into, and human design is, is sort of like what you said in the beginning, you know, sometimes you come across it and, and the first thing you feel is like, is, this is too much. This is just so mm -hmm. complicated. It gives you super accurate, very practical information, but depending on the source that you come across, and if you come across Ra, for example, like there's a lot of things it's like, it's just very complicated. It's not that it's complicated, because it's too intellectual but it's just like just give me the goods <laughs> and you know just too right. much going where do around. I start <laughs> like it, it it's like diving into a, a master's degree and feeling like you need to understand it all all at once and it's like no where do you start with your degree you start at the beginning right you take the first class and then you take the first assignment and then you take you don't need to know it all right away and I think that's where people get caught up in 
human design is wanting to understand, you know, I mentioned arrows. Now everybody's going to be like, what are my arrows? Okay. Your arrows. Don't worry about those. If you're new to human design, don't worry about those yet. They, they do play a part, but you don't need to understand that to get started. Hmm. And yeah, I think that's, that's a good point. Key. It's like, you need to know your energy type, your strategy and your authority. Like if you really want to get started with human design, start there and play with it until you feel like you've mastered it in your body. That and is then actually start understanding all the other things. <laughs> that is so interesting because I, I will be honest with you, and maybe it's slightly contradictory, but just to share my, my own experience, the biggest sure. breakthrough for me, and maybe it's because that I'm a splenic, um, splenic projector. Mm-hmm. So I've always had this very strong trust in my journey or post and act in the now. And I always had this, this whole, this planning thing was there way before human design. When I read human design, especially about deconditioning, I thought to myself, you know what? I'm intuitively deconditioning already for probably five or six years. I didn't know about human design at this stage, but I'm doing this, what I'm reading. So, you mm-hmm. know, it's maybe because of that, um, uh, but the biggest, and maybe because of that, it wasn't so kind of groundbreaking for me to just kind of, okay, you need to, you know, invitations, right. Uh, don't want to hear about waiting because I'm going to create my own. Then I'm finding out that's fine. You can create your own, you know, as long as it's the right energetic feel and all these things. And the profiles was something that was like, whoa, now I understand the profiles was something mm, that was the biggest thing for me. Um, and, and so I would include them into this hat of, you know, start with you. And obviously, if you're starting from scratch, do just just learn your strategy. It helps. And you have to practice. It's not an overnight thing. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many things I think that just the penny drops and it takes so long to, for the penny to right. really drop. And I think the reason I really, I, I really lean into that is because it is the foundation. If you start leaping into other things without actually having that, it sounded like you already kind of had that trust in your intuition. But if someone doesn't, and they are really starting from scratch and they haven't started deconditioning, they can fall down the rabbit hole of trying to understand and do it all. And if they're not trusting in their strategy and their design, then they're going to get lost. And, and that's, you know, the exact opposite of what, you know, we want, but no, Oh gosh, I was just teaching on lines and profiles. And it just is so mind blowing how, and I mean, they show up just in your profile, but also in the rest of your design, each, each gate in your design is connected to a line and that line has a flavor. And that flavor will color that how that how that gate plays out, how that energy plays out forever. And those profile lines are so huge. What's your profile? One three. One three. Right. Okay. So it's like you have the you have that grounded, earthy, rooted desire to like understand everything with that, like, let's shoot for the moon and see what happens. Like three line that wants to just explore. And when you look at how those work together, you can see not only how they can be so powerful together, but you can also see the, the like shadow biofeedback loop that can present itself. Like with a, with a line one, there's a, there's a chance for insecurity and like not being able, if you don't feel like you have grounded all the way down and investigated, you have this like insecurity. And then the line three can really show up as an escapist, like 
it's too hard. Everything I do, I feel like I fail. Like, and it's like, well, that's, I mean, you're supposed to learn what works and what doesn't as a line three. And so if you find yourself in this biofeedback loop of insecurity and escapism, it's like, oh, I can see that clearly just from understanding those lines and the flavor of those lines. It's so it's like with everything, as long as you're aware of you right. know the dark side, that's when you can move towards the light. So I love right. what you said. It was very accurate. It was very accurate. And, and it's very interesting. You know, my big story is when I was three years old or three or four years old, my mom took me to figure skating. It was in the park. We have this beautiful park here with a couple of ponds and figure skating area or, you know, complex was there. And so we had to walk through this park past the ponds to take a bus home. And my pro one wants to know mom can you skate on the pond because it's november and there is a small thin ice on it uh and the three mm -hmm. said mom says no it's too it's too thin you cannot sk skate on that my three goes and steps into it and starts drowning <laughs> my mom is walking in the opposite direction and so this is exactly how you know <laughs> if you see something you just have to no matter what they say unless you try it you, do, you don't know then you know not to step into the ice <laughs> Right now, you know, and you're able to teach from that in a very grounded and rooted way. And then you can like fully understand it. And that's the six, the line six, the first 30 years is roughly like a three. We've got to bump into walls and try it so that we can know for ourselves. And so, yeah, no, understanding our profile and then understanding your profile for how you're meant to move through life is so powerful. Like I'm not 30 yet. And it's been, it, it's been, there's a conversation about whether it's actually at 18, like when you become an adult or 30, like Ross says 30, I've heard people say around 18, when you first have that adulthood, you kind of can step into that second phase, depending on where you're at, basically in the trial and error process. But that for me, understanding that I was like, oh, like that makes That's so much sense because all through my all through my life, I just constantly felt like a failure. Like I was like, why is ever, you know, with these relationships will flounder and the way that I do things don't work. And then I have to try again. And it's like, why is this happening? And then looking at it from my profile's perspective, I'm like, oh, I was meant to do that. And if I look at it honestly for myself, I now have all of this experience to share from. It's very empowering looking forward to being 70 or 80 right. when you have that, because the amount of wisdom you will be gathering to just easily share with the world. I, I don't know. I have a thing about thinking, you know, what is it going to be at the end of the life? You know, how amazing all right. this, what we're, what we're carrying. Although with my one, three, that means I'll be failing even at 70 and probably loving it at this stage. Right. And loving it and trying and understanding that it's like, oh, well, that didn't work. Let me try again. And but when you don't know and you're like, oh, that didn't work. And line sixes are we're a lot more sensitive. Line threes are just so much more resilient. But line sixes, those first 30 years, we get bumped and we get bruised and we're like, oh, like that's how we kind of can become the eternal pessimist if we're just get stuck in that and in that burnout and that feeling of of feeling like a failure. Yeah, it's amazing. It's an amazing conversation. It can last so for so, so long. Let us bring this slightly back. We're just going to rewind to the part when we were talking about the 
energy and the energy types and uh, and communication because that's sort of like a, a big thing first of all you are communication queen so i want to talk about that as well so how do we approach let's just go through uh, through these different types and and um you know what are the basis of communicating to i think for us for as coaches and there's a lot of people in our audience who are coaches and experts and you know working with people and face to face and guiding them um communicating to different people based on their design and you don't have to use the design in your business but it really helps if whatever you do mm-hmm. and i think that you have the you know you have the knowledge for that i would love to pick on little goodies out <laughs> Yes. So um, honestly, learning the energy types can really change the way that you interface with someone because feeling in your body safe in how you communicate. We all have different energetic fields and when you step into a conversation with a projector, it can feel like being probed. Like they just see you and they sense you and it can be really disconcerting if you're not prepared for, if you don't know what it's like, I'm, I'm married to a projector. I'm surrounded by projectors. <laughs> Sometimes it's like they walk into a room and I'm like, oh. <laughs> like, hold on, hold on. Like, because they, they've got, they, they see something and they're so pointed in their energy that they can just come in. Their energy field can kind of just take you off guard. But if you're aware of that, I know how it feels in my body. I'm like, oh, Hey, like, it feels like you have something to say. Would you like to share it with me? Oh, I just gave a projector an invitation. So knowing how, if you know each type's strategy and if you know their authority even better, about 70% of the population is generators. We're waiting for something to respond to. Also with our sacral, a yes or no, or this or that question is really helpful. If my partner comes in and he says, Hey, what do you want for dinner? Okay. He's given me something to respond to, but he's also given me an open-ended question that I will probably never answer. He'll come back 30 minutes later and I'll still be like, I don't know. (laughs) But if you were to come in and say, Hey, do you want to go up to the taco truck or make, you know, gumbo for dinner? I'm like, Ooh, I want tacos. I've been given something to respond to, like actually, yes or no, this or that. I think you just saved the rest of my life in communication with my mom, who's 80 now, and I finally can bring it back to, because I always say, mom, what do you want? And she's like, I don't want anything. And now I understand after what you said, I just need to give her a black and white kind of question. Yes or no, this or that. Right. (laughs) And she'll have, her sacral will gravitate towards something. Like this is amazing. like, hey, do you want to watch a movie tonight or you want to go go out and get a drink? And it's like, oh, I want to go out. Like my sacral has now something to kind of move towards versus like, what do you want to do tonight? Well, the world is my oyster and I can't think of anything. So I don't know. My sister is an emotional generator. And if I only start saying something vague to her, just like that, you know, what do you want to do for Christmas? And and it's almost like, oh, leave me alone. We will, we will deal with it when it's later. She never wants to, to deal with it. And now I understand why. It's so, so fascinating. This is why I right. love human design. That's, so that's <laughs> totally it. Right. And so if you know that about 70% of the population is a generator, chances are you're probably talking to a generator. This is the beautiful thing about human design. Are you ready? 20% of the population is a projector. 
So you've got about 90% of the population covered now. If you can create a yes or no invitation in the way that you communicate with someone, if you do not know their design, you've, you've probably got them. You've got wow. it pretty much covered. Now, manifestors, reflectors, I love you guys. Manifestors are going to do whatever the hell they want anyways. So you've got about 100% of the population covered if you're willing to think about how you phrase things and how you give people information. That and is so, so amazing. I, do you have any kind of like practical examples for us? Right. Well, I'm thinking about like in marketing, if you're able to create a piece of content and you're like, hit me in my DMs, right? Like send me a DM so that you can get started. The only people you're going to get with that are manifestors because they're going to do whatever they want anyways. Maybe a generator who's like responding to it, who's like, oh, yes. But if you were to say, hey, are you super interested in this? I'd love to invite you to, 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 to message me. You've now like kind of asked a question, yes or no, and invited them in. So you now have hit projectors and generators in I the way that. that you raised. And asking questions is a really powerful way to open conversation. I remember learning this and I would, I'd take my dog on a walk and um, I would take my dog on a walk and we'd, I'd go and I'd be able to tell my partner, I'd be like, Hey, I'm going to go on a walk. And then I'd be on my walk and I'd be like, he didn't want to go with me. Like, I don't understand. Like, mm. okay. And then I learned all of this about communicate. I, I, it clicked for me. I, I, this is why I'm, Nobody has dubbed me the communication queen. Honestly, I'm the self-made communication queen. I just, I just named it that because I was like, I went so hard into understanding like how communication, interpersonal communication worked. And so when I, this clicked into my head, I was like, oh, he needs an invitation. Hey, I'm going on a walk. Would you like to go with me? Hey, yeah, let me put my shoes on. I was completely different response. He was feeling in his body like he hadn't been invited. He's not going to react to that. He's not going to do anything with that. He had, he had not been given an invitation. You know, he's a projector. I knew that about projectors. And yet it was like in communication, we didn't, it's like in day-to-day, moment-to-moment communication. I didn't even think about it. It was more like the big things. I'd think, oh yeah, he needs an invitation. But it's like, no, no, no. He needs an invitation to anything. It'll just make it easier for him. I, I love that. It's the day-to-day things that we uh, forget to apply these big principles that we're, you know, learning and, you know, we're thinking, oh, how can we get clients? How can we, you know, put it into our content? And then the person, you know, say they responded and they did message and you didn't even, you know, communicate rightly. But then it's on, in the day-to-day ordinary conversation, you know, just little chats, inviting, you know, the partners, I I can relate to that so much. We have so many conversations with my husband, especially around like ordering a takeaway where it's literally just looking at each other and waiting until we invite each other. We're both projectors. So now I know what to say. (laughs) And I'm like, well, you just said it. (laughs) Right. No, exactly. And even knowing like, like invitation hacking, I call it invitation hacking. Even that. you and me, I can use that as a, uh, as an example. Like I, you hopped into my group and you had mentioned that you're a projector 
And then you had mentioned your podcast. And so I messaged you saying, Hey, like I would basically, basically I'd love to be invited into your podcast. I invited you to invite me. Like I gave you the space to invite me in because you needed to be invited into that like interaction in some way, you know? And so being able to see, okay, I, in my, just in my communication, I call it invitation hacking. It's like, Hey, I see that this is here. This is an opportunity. You know, what are you going to do with it? Would you be, you know, I'm interested. Where are we at? Like, would you like to invite me in? And you can be direct, you know, like there's nothing wrong. I I think the more clear and direct our communication is the better, but as a projector, you know, saying, Hey, I really love your vibe. Would you be willing to invite me into that? Like you're literally just giving me the opportunity to invite you. And then with your authority, you can respond yes or no or not. This is so amazing because, you know, I um, was just planning my publicity schedule for 2022. And I thought, okay, I want to get onto human design podcast myself as well. And I didn't feel like I had to wait until somebody will see one of these and, you know, maybe invite me back or, you know, swap appearances or whatever it can happen. Mm -hmm. I actually felt exactly what you just said. I thought, okay, I'm just going to invite them to invite me and create that conversation. And and that's just sometimes it happens, you know, because other other situations, obviously, even I, (laughs) the way I sound, but even I will be sitting and maybe waiting too long and not creating space. But this is so interesting because, you know, okay, that's for the, that's for the projector. But if it's, say it's a generator and you want to reach out and you say, Hey, I saw that you have a podcast, you know, I'd love to be on the podcast. Are you interested in having new guests or yes or no question? Is that right? Right. I'm getting it. Right, exactly. The other thing to keep to keep a, an awareness around is is beginning as a generator, we can tend to act as manifestors. Where I go out and I say, "Hey, I want to be on this podcast." Hey, and we start um, putting ourselves out there in a way that is not actually aligned with our energy. That then we're not actually giving the universe space to give us something to respond to that's aligned for us. So if I saw your right, like I I went to your profile, I saw who you were. I saw your energy. My sacral was like, mm-hmm. like I'm intrigued by this. So you had already mentioned your podcast. So I just, I had been given something to respond to, right? Initially. I wasn't just scoping the internet being like, Hey, you should let me onto your podcast. I had initially been given something to respond to, but then I opened up the space to actually get that invitation open, like to, to step through the door kind of, so to speak. This this is actually quite brilliant. And, you know, generators, manifesting generators, even though money gens, you can act a little quicker, but still, you know, listen right. to this. You can go to somebody's profile and let your sacral or let let and respond to what you see on the profile. It doesn't have to, to be something. Yeah, you don't it doesn't have to be something yeah, like a conversation. Mean, just don't go spamming. I mean, don't go cold messaging everybody. But if you yeah, see yeah. something, you have something to respond to and you say, hey. I love your vibe. I love your style. Like, I'd love to get to know you better. I'd love to like open up the conversation by having had something to respond to. This is brilliant. I love those hacks. I absolutely love those hacks. Uh, right, what because would you we're say- told to wait. You're, you're told to wait, wait for the invitation, wait for something to respond to. 
And yes, we should wait. And honestly, I'm just speaking from my own experience. Some of the best things have come to me when I've really fully surrendered to that. Like I haven't had anything to respond to in a while. The generator plateau. I haven't had anything to like go and make happen in a while. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to surrender to that. And then I get an opportunity to step into something insane. And it's like, oh, wow, that came out of nowhere. Well, I was waiting and in the waiting gave me something to respond to. But if you feel a pull towards something, don't be afraid to communicate clearly about what it is that you need or desire. Exactly. Exactly. I love that. I have a question to you about reflectors, because, you know, we kind of like forget about them sometimes. And I know it's only 1%. We love the reflectors. I have never met a reflector in my life. There is me being very transparent about it. Never once. I would love to meet a reflector and talk to them and see how they are and feel them, probe them with energy. Right, right. Well, and here's reflectors are so special and so unique because you want to know what they're meant to mirror. So when you meet a reflector, when you look in a mirror, what do you see? Yourself. Yourself. And so they can often go really unseen for their own uniqueness because you see yourself in them. And so reflectors are here to show us the health of our community. So you think of a reflector who has absolutely completely open centers. They are being conditioned from the moment they're conceived to, to just absorbing the, the information and the energy of their community. And so you think about a reflector in like a really aggressive drug dealer family. Whoa, you're going to have a completely different person than someone who is in a, you know, in a healthy, communicative, emotionally available, you know, family that has a great community surrounding them. That child is going to grow up very different, but they are reflecting back. So as they grow, that child in an aggressive home is going to show those signs of whatever they've absorbed. Hmm. And so talking to them, you can almost feel what they, if, especially if they haven't started the deconditioning process, you can sense that whatever they've been conditioned into. But when you look at them, they reflect back to you, your energy. So it can be difficult to get a sense of where they're at. And so communicating with reflectors is a very, it's a very open process. It's a very, because they can borrow whatever energy you have. If I'm talking to a reflector at that moment, I'm talking to a sacral generator. So I can, I can, in a way, of course, we need to continue to respect their unique authority and process, but in a way I can, they have a little bit more energy. They have a little bit more of that sacral because they can borrow it from me so easily. Um, But if you ask them a yes or no question, you have to know that their strategy is to go through the entire lunar cycle. And so if I ask a yes or no question, but expect an immediate response, like I would from a sacral generator, then you're in trouble. But if you have a reflector in your life and you're able to give them that space to take that yes or no question and feel it in their body and then feel it for the rest of the month, you know, and so reflectors are really sensitive to their environment. Um, if you have a reflector in your life, um, allowing them to choose the environment, if you're, if you need to have a conversation with them or like, you're going to have a podcast or whatever, allow them to choose the environment for themselves. Um, because their environment is everything for them because of how they feel depending on where they are and whose energy they're in. This is so fascinating. 
it is so fascinating and it's, it's such a sound and, and beautiful advice as well because um there is something even even with you know nurturing sequences or anything this is where it's so important i think it's so important to know who who is on the other side of you know a discovery call it's so important right because then you can really navigate of how you're making an offer of how maybe if it was a reflector you make an offer but then you leave them in some sort of nurturing nurturing cycle that's that they can still observe and exactly cooking the decision i should say i don't know why it came almost like and you have emotional authorities they're not going to answer your question right away and that's about you know it's about 50 percent of the population so right. they need some time to actually feel into it. So if you're able to give an emotional projector an invitation, hey, I would like to invite you to do this work together and then give them a little bit of time before you check in with them, giving them that space. Now, if you've got a sacral generator, you're going to be able to like read them when they might have a discovery call with a sacral authority. It's like, I know when that call's ended, if we're going to end up doing work together or not, because I can sense that yes or no vibe from them. They have that like, mm-hmm or uh-uh, like, and it may just be a no right now. And then they come back and they're like, yes, I'm ready to work with you. But they typically go pretty fast where an emotional authority needs a little bit of time. And then a reflector needs that space and that patience to hold them through that process. And the thing about reflectors is we don't need to necessarily help them along in that process. They, they will come to what decision is right for them. If they're aligned with their design by themselves, they're going to talk it out. They're going to figure it out. They're going to sort it out, feel it out for the whole month. And then they'll get to the end and I'll be like, yes or no. That is brilliant. That is brilliant. Let's go to your gift. I know that we started with talking about errors and you said, don't go into that. However, you have a very, very interesting gift. Talk to me a little bit about it. My gift? My gift? Yes, manifestation the, by design guide. Perfect. I was like, I was still so thoroughly in my human design chart. I was like scanning. I'm like, gift, where's my gift? <laughs> it's just the my wording. It's a lingo. Yes, it's it's not like the gift of you here, uh, but it's the gift I was you like for our audience. Yes. <laughs> I love Perfect. it. Manifestation by design. It's really fun. It's one of those things that just is kind of a unique quirk to human design is the bottom right arrow. Depending on when which way it's flipped, you have a sense of either receptiveness or like perceptiveness, where you're able to openly allow things to come in and manifest into you versus specificity, needing to have specific ways of going about manifesting. And so it's really just about awareness. And if you study human design, it's it's called the manifestation arrow. It's also just a receptivity arrow, Um, but it's manifestation by design is basically just tricks for utilizing that arrow to the best of your ability, whether it's flipped to the left or flipped to the right. And so it's really, really fun. And you can find that on the very front page of my website. If you scroll a little bit, there's a way to Perfect. We will have the link here in the show notes or description of the video if you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook. Um, And without revealing which arrow or, you know, where it points for what, are you yourself a specific manifester or non-specific manifester? Non-specific. So I'm actually a quad right. So all of my arrows point to the right. (laughs) Everything is. This is amazing. Everything Everything is. Everything is flow. So yes, I'm a non-specific manifester. 
This is brilliant. I am as well, although I don't have the full flow. I have the whole chaos right. of things. <laughs> you have a little bit of balance. Yeah, you've got a little bit of balance there. <laughs> and this is brilliant because this kind of awareness, guys, I really, really encourage you to go and, and read a little bit more about it because that will help you also in uh, maybe uh, in your business, in your planning in not shaming yourself because you're this way or the other um maybe you know not feeling guilty because you're not going to be able to set targets and then hit those targets like yours truly here and that was very very eye-opening for me why exactly am i like that and and um why certain strategies out there just will never work for me like 10k months i'm like now nowadays i don't even listen to any of those because i know i can't do that Right, right. And, and knowing, knowing that allows you to lean and surrender into how you're truly meant to be easier. Exactly. And yeah, if you're, tr- if you're getting started, um, if you head over to amberlandrake.com, my blog, I have um, a getting started with human design. I also have all of the energy types up except for manifestor and reflector, which are coming soon. I, I need to get those up for you guys, but a little understanding of your energy type strategy and authority so that you can start to actually play with it and feel it in your body. Because for me, like when I learned my strategy and my authority, honestly, I was like, I am doing life exactly the opposite of how I should be. <laughs> like this is not at all how I've been moving through life and yet let me give it a shot and so it was just kind of this like let me try it and see and so it's one of those things that you can try it out if it feels good in your body keep trying it out kind of test the water see how it feels and then see what happens and and create your own hypothesis surrounding it I love this this is the perfect outro and and give it time give it time because it's an experiment it's not going to happen in two weeks you just have to observe a lot you know but then it's just so satisfying amber thank you so much for being my lovely guest today i really thoroughly enjoyed our chat so much for having me i was uh, delighted that you reached out and created this invitation (laughs) for yourself it was perfect guys if you have any questions, if you're watching this on um, any of our channels, please pop them in the comments. We'll get back to you. And, you know, if you mm-hmm. uh, obviously, you know, you can download the freebie. You will get the into the email sequences. You will get to the website. So you will be able to, um, you know, embrace Amber in your world. You have Amber has a great group as well where you can experience a lot of her magic. And uh, yes, we will see you in the next episode of Visibility by Design. And for now, goodbye and have a great day. See you.